The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hi everybody, how you doing? Welcome back to another episode of the show. Uh, There might be a little background noise uh, going on right now, I'm having some renovations done in my my kitchen. I'm getting some new cabinets and some new floors and I've got the the workers in here and I think they're cutting some some, uh, porcelain tile right now. So anyway, uh, for the show, I just got back from my class in the Chicago area out at Old Traditions in uh, South Elgin, Illinois. And my guest this week is Chucks, the owner of Old Traditions. Um, We have a cool talk really just about his perspective on uh, energy and you know, how we make a, an experience special for the client and, you know, kind of creating that um, that medicine kind of experience. You know, shout out to Alicia Cardenas for, uh, you know, putting that, that word in my vernacular. So, um, you know, I do believe that, that piercing can be uh, something medicinal for people. You know, it really helps them kind of relieve stress and, and connect to themselves and connect to those around them. So... Uh, Chucks has a really cool perspective on that and uh, you know he shares it and, and we just kind of have a moment and we, we talk and it was an amazing class uh, you know a lot of people you know for one of my classes I, I was used to doing all those little seminars at the Boston Tattoo Convention and maybe I'd have 10 people a dozen people uh, here and there you know but this class uh, at Old Traditions I had 30 which is uh, you know the, the largest private class I've ever done you know I've only done larger classes at, uh, you know, the APP conference and, and BMXnet and LBP and, and all those different conventions uh, that, I, that I go to. So it's cool to um, get such a, a solid turnout, you know, and, and thank you so much to anyone who's uh, attended one of my seminars. You know, it means a lot to me that you would come out and, um, you know, support me and, and uh, feel like I have something to share. You know, uh, I, I really do uh, enjoy these classes. So I've got a lot of momentum kind of building. I'm leaving for San Francisco this Sunday to teach another class out of Blue Star in Concord, California. Uh, I get to hang out with a lot of friends, and I'll hopefully be getting a couple more podcast interviews for you. Uh, After that, I've got my London class uh, that's open for registration right now. You can go to precisionbodyarts.com slash seminars. You can get all the information. Um, San Francisco, it's probably going to be too late to get anybody pre-registered in. Uh, You know, maybe I could squeeze in somebody. You know, if you know me, you can shoot me a Facebook message. But, you know, like official pre-registration for that is uh, definitely closed. London is wide open right now. I had to move to a larger venue. The original venue I wanted... Uh, you know, they were doing work, and uh, the only venue I could get was a pretty nice theater space. It's called the Nursery Theater, and, um, you know, I, I've got room for a lot of people. I, I don't think that's going to be a sellout class, but, um, you know, I've got some some solid interest in that. And uh, I can announce that I'll be doing a class in the Toronto area in the fall. I'm, I'm aiming for October. Uh, I don't have any dates confirmed yet, but I got some really strong feedback, um, a lot of interest in, in that class. Looks like people in, in Canada are, are really hungry for education. You know, my, my friends Jesse and, and FX are doing some really amazing classes up there around Canada, and they're, they're getting tons of people every time, you know. And um, I, I think I'm going to go up and, and do one of my little freehand seminars and, and see who might be interested in taking that. So for now, let's get into this week's interview with Chucks, and I'll be back after that. So I'll start by introducing myself, you know. Uh, I was born and raised in Mexico. Um, I was given a name, Oscar Martinez, right? That's the ID name, but... I don't know, for many years, Chucks has been the guy that lives inside my head and that's who I talk to every day. And uh, only when I go to do legal documents and stuff like that, that's when the real name comes up. And Oscar, it, it's yeah. also weird to me even to say it, you yeah. know, because that's not me. So where did, just, you, you know, where did you get Chucks from? Uh, yeah, you had to ask that question. Well, yeah. Okay, so first, uh, I moved here when I was 15 mm-hmm. from Mexico and uh, you know, you move to another country, new city, a new neighborhood, you know nobody. So 
I spent a lot of time with my sister, which older than me, and my two brothers. And I was, you know, rock and roll. So I was growing my hair for the first time because in Mexico you can't grow your hair because in school they, they don't let you into school with long hair. So I'm out of school. I'm 15. I'm rock and roll. So I grew my hair, and she like bleached it and made it orange. So I started looking like Chucky. Like oh, okay. The movie. So everybody in the neighborhood started calling me Ch- Chucky, right? <laughs> so I hated it, obviously. So it's funny. I, I grew a few years, and they, it went from Chucky to Chucks. But it was Chucks, C-H-U-C-K-S. Mm-hmm. And I uh, started working at a shop, and the guy was supposed to write my name for schedules, right? And it, instead of C-K-S at the end, just put an X. I was like, that looks cool. <laughs> so I grabbed that and run with it, you know. So that's where Chucks come from. But I don't know. It's one of those things where you're like, that's that's who I really am. I'm, the name in the paper is just... Right. Someone gave me that name. I'm like... Well, it's like, you know, your given name or your chosen name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? pretty much what it is. And yeah, so I, I moved here at, at the age of 15. Uh, three years into it, uh, started thinking of body modification you know getting pierced I used to uh, I was so young and I, I cut a few things in myself and with little uh, little blades you know and you know the endorphins you get from cutting yourself oh, yeah. and, and try to make designs out of it it wasn't really like I hate my life it was more like oh this is cool I'm gonna mm-hmm. have a scar that looks like this so it was never emo it was more like fun you know and um, a few years into it uh I got, at the age of 17, I got first tattoo at a house, obviously, like most people uh, back then. Now, not now. now. Yeah. Everything's a lot better. But, um, yeah, I was uh, in the south side of Chicago. It's known for being the ghetto. You know, gangs rule everything. It's just, uh, you know, you say south side of Chicago and everybody's like, oh, right away. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're from there. Holy shit. You know, so... Uh, instead of joining gangs, obviously, I was like rock and roll all my life. So I started being the different kid in the neighborhood, you know, and um, to represent, you have to do best to look different. You know, so I had dreadlocks, I had black eyeliner, fucking, uh, I had six inch platform shoes at Whoa. once and walk around the neighborhood looking like I am not one of these guys, you know, <laughs> I'm different. Yeah. And of course, I had my best friend. Um, his name is Juan well he's like younger so we call him Juanito and he started doing piercings and he started just having a little bag with 20 needles and 3 pieces of jewelry and some forceps and rubber bands and some gloves from Walgreens and uh, he was piercing going to people's houses and piercing and and I would just go with him and watch him do it you know and uh, the one day he was like I'm tired of this and I don't want to do this and a friend of mine asked me to pierce her. And I said, no, I don't do the piercings. Uh, Juanito does. She's like, no, I want you to do it. And I was like, sure, I can do it. So she used to live in the house that I used to live in before. Um, and so I moved out. She moved in the house. So I knew the house pretty good. And she's like, meet me in the back of my house. And, and I was like, yeah, I know. I used to live there. I know how to get in. <laughs> so I got in. And she came out to take the trash out. And... We did the piercing in the back porch of her house. Nice. What <laughs> was know, the piercing? Belly button piercing. Cool. Good thing. Ten years later, I saw her. She still had her piercing. Nice. It's one of those freaking phenomenal moments, right? So I'm like 18, 19 at a time, probably. I don't remember exactly. I was probably like 19. So um, I love that feeling of piercing, putting the needle through, transferring the jewelry, a lot of fun so I'm like this is cool and I asked my friend uh, Juanito I'm like can I use can I borrow your stuff more often he's mm-hmm. like you can have it I was like really so he gave it to me and then I was like alright so I started doing eyebrow piercings lip piercings horribly <laughs> you know yeah. home piercings I used to go to places and uh, I did that for like six months soon enough I I run into another friend of mine and uh, his name is Charlie, Charlie Lopez. He, I saw him at the train, and then he's like, "Hey, what's up, dude? Guess what, dude? I'm doing piercings." I'm like, "Me too." <laughs> and he's like, "Really? 
oh, let's let's hang out, let's talk about this. You know, so, all right, cool. So we hooked up, and we met at his house, and he showed me some videos. And guess what videos this were? Was it the gauntlet video? Yes. I had the same <laughs> thing when I like watching gauntlet pierce with a pro. Oh my god, I was like blown away. Yeah. Out and what? I was just like. Dude, this is like pretty freaking advanced for what I'm doing right now, which you know that's 20 years ago almost. And so he's like, Yeah, you can watch them, you know, you just can borrow them, they're like special, I'm yeah. not sure. And so he was, he's uh, he's more of a one of those people that can read and memorize a lot of things, mm-hmm. and I'm more visual and I have to do it with my hands, if not, right. I can't do it. So he would read a lot and then talk to me about information, like. Oh, you know that you can do this and you should do that. This is the right gauge you should use for this piercing. You know, this is information from the late 90s. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he actually the one that find out about the APP, which I didn't know about. Obviously, I'm in the hood and the ghetto. Like, it's almost a different country, you know. You're in, yeah. in, in South South Chicago, you truly live in this uh, different dimension, you know. So, so, I was like, cool. I like, I like all of this information, you know. So, he's like, I want to open a shop. I was like, I'll work with you. So yeah, sure enough, he opened a shop and I started working with him. It took us like six months to open. It was like a really difficult area to open. Mm-hmm. And we had to do construction and he had a job and his job was paying to, for us to open a shop. So I was the guy that I would go and let the construction workers in and hang out with them and tell them what he told me to tell them to do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it took us a while. And from there on, we started... Uh, had a shop you know that's awesome and that's uh it's still open right now what's the name ageless arts cool and it's really like a good memory you know to yeah. be able to start there um from there i work at another shop and then i work in another shop and then i ended up here this is my own studio now which i decided to call uh old traditions because it's just common sense in my head right like uh deeply i always Whenever I did a piercing, whenever I saw people getting excited for a piercing and getting it done, and and uh, at the beginning I started doing it just for the fun of doing them. Later on, I started thinking to myself, why the fuck do we do this to ourselves? Mm-hmm. And why is it so uh, such such a like weird? Um, uh, I don't understand the energy that people get after the piercing. You know, yeah. everybody gets so excited. So I'm like, you know, started digging into uh, books and and watching uh, National Geographic videos and you know oh, okay people in Africa are still doing that mm-hmm. and then later on you start seeing like uh, the Aztecs did it the Mayans did it the Mexicas did it uh, South Americans you know other people from um, uh, the 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 Andes which is the area of Chile and Colombia mm-hmm. Peru all of that you know started looking through a lot of videos and going through uh, books go to the library and like this these civilizations or these tribes are lived for many years thousands of years and they were doing the same thing back then it's like this has to be something connected to us about I think it's why just we do it. part of human nature like you know it it's a bunch of different facets like I think uh humans are kind of like meant to endure things you know so I I think if body piercing didn't hurt and if there was no sensation to it I don't think people would be as drawn to it I think it connects you to it when you have to endure something to get it you know and then you get to show it off after and you know it's like it's making that conscious decision of I want to put myself through this and and what you get out of it and um, you know the the jewelry side of it helps too you know because people like shiny stuff yeah so I mean um all of that brought me to what should I name my shop, you know, old traditions. And that's because uh, it's this tradition that is going on through every civilization. It doesn't matter if you're a Viking, Vikings used to do it, Africans used to do it, South American, you know, like I say, others, uh, tribes used to do it, in um, South Asia, Japan, Japan mm-hmm. like every freaking civilization in the planet yeah. is doing it and has been doing it for far as uh, history tells us right which uh, and just that's it that's the name and it's not a I don't believe it's a catchy name I don't believe it's like something that sticks on people's heads right away mm-hmm. so it kind of like 
you know, like sometimes I'm like, did I make a good? It was a good idea to name it so long, old tradition. You know? I think it's a great name because I, I think so many new shops open now and they have kind of like hipster names, you know, like Jinx Body Piercing. Yeah, or Zombie Chicken or, <laughs> yeah. or whatever, whatever people call it, trademark right. on Zombie Chicken. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, you're, you're calling it something like classic, you know, it right. reminds me of a studio that would have opened in like the 90s or the early 2000s or something like that when when the industry was still more about the act of body piercing right. rather than just kind of where you're wearing jewelry correct yeah yeah and that's my uh, that's where you know the experience of me piercing people have brought me into this decision of naming the shop this because uh, it goes deep into uh, why I do what I do mm-hmm. you know and who am I to do this and why I end up doing this and uh, it truly makes me feel like I need more of a I can't think of a proper word for it, but I, I it's not a business. Mm-hmm. As much as a business, I don't want to treat it like a business, yeah. you know? And I don't want to say uh, it's a healing center either, which many people have, and this is why I, I, I love it, you know, because many, many people have took their time to be like, something you did helped me heal, mm-hmm. you know? And you're... Don't want to take that to the to your head and make your head big and say, I heal people, you know, because yeah. who am I to heal people? But who knows? Okay, so maybe not me. Maybe what I did is what healed the person. But um, Well, I mean, you too. You put out a good energy, you know, because, I mean, I could do maybe the same piercing for a person, but they might not get the same experience. I mean, they almost definitely wouldn't because I'm a little bit more robotic, you know, and like you have <laughs> you have just a good calming energy. So, I, you know, I'd imagine you make a, a really strong connection with people. I, every single time, I can't just do a piercing, like, just to do it quick, you know? I just can't, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I had many, uh, many stories, you know? But the one that I remember the most is this lady came in, and she just wanted an astral piercing. She was probably in her 40s. And we hang out for, like, five minutes in the piercing room before I piercing her because she was nervous, and she was asking me a bunch of questions. And uh, whatever I say to her mixed with the act of doing the piercing and she got up looked at the mirror and and started crying and i'm like oh what's going on here you know and then she opens up right away she goes my mom just died two weeks ago and i cannot get rid of this uh, nastiness in my chest Mm -hmm. and and it's gone it's gone after this piercing is gone and you are amazing and she gave me a hug and then blah 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 you know she she was just uh, super thankful and then pay left comes back two weeks later with another lady and as she walked in the door she goes him make sure he does the piercing he will heal you and I'm like pressure sign you know I don't know what to do I don't know what I don't know what to do yeah. but I'm gonna try to talk to the person and probably get what I think I, I do every time which is a connection with the client and and I don't even want to call him a client, you know, mm-hmm. a connection with the sister or brother is in front of you, allowing you to do uh, what now is our job, you know, which it didn't exist 100 years ago, not even 50 years ago, you know. So uh, I'm doing my job, but I also, um, just like a chef, you know, I want to cook and I want to make sure that people eat that food and be like, man, somebody put some love into this soup, whatever they're eating that I made, you know. So it's the same thing. I want to make sure that they feel that I put a lot of love into what I'm doing. And... Um, that draws me to my topic and, and the, my main topic of uh, when I talk to other piercers, especially when there's two piercer conversations, you mm-hmm. know, as a technical, like, how do you do the piercing? Yeah. Uh, do you do inside out, back mm-hmm. to front, you know, use taper, are like you freehanding? And then the other side is, um, how do you read your client and to treat them? at the moment of meeting them in the first 30 seconds mm-hmm. and you're gonna realize this person's here to party let's get a piercing or this person's here to my fucking life's stressful I have so much crap going on and I just need something to make me feel alive today you know so uh, no one's gonna walk in and say that to you right yeah because yeah. uh, we are probably thought out there that we shouldn't be up going around places and opening your feelings to people because once they might take advantage of you second they make fun make fun of you mm-hmm. you know there's it's gonna be super random to find uh 
someone that will take you serious right away. Yeah. If you're going to place, you'll be like, hey, I'm, I'm heartbroken, you know, like, would you help me? So uh, that's my conversation, you know, like, what do you do when, when somebody walked in, like, the first 30 seconds? For like, me? Yeah, can you read them right away? Can yeah. You? So I, I feel like body piercing has shifted in such a way <coughs> where it, now it's, it's such a, a fashion thing, you know? So a lot of times people come in and... They don't even necessarily care about which piercing they're getting. It's just, you know, they want to pick a piece of jewelry they like. So I feel like it's not as much of a, a connection to like something deeper than just like a, a piece of jewelry or a hole or something, you know. But uh, I I have had clients where there's been an interaction. It's it's more when we get back into the, the work area, you know, because up front, a lot of times I might not be the first person to say hello to them. It might right. be the, the person behind the counter and... Then they talk to them and then maybe, you know, have them do their paperwork and, and whatever, you know. And by the time I talk to them, it really starts off with like, oh, you know, do you have any questions for me? And sometimes you can just kind of like see it in someone's face where they just look, I don't know, like they're almost like they're not paying attention, but they're sad yes, or something, yes. you know. So I'll talk to them and just be like, oh, you know, what what's going on? How's your day going? You know, and uh, I've... I don't feel like I, I have a really easy time connecting with people, you know, like I'm not a super empathetic or like emotional person. Um, so when I do have that connection, it's like you can't even really describe it with words. It's like a, it's a feeling you get from someone where you just kind of connect with them instantly. And, and then there are those clients where I'll talk to them for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and we'll just talk about their life and what's going on. And, you know, they'll talk about their, their kids moving away to school or they just went through a divorce or they, you know, they're having some sort of stress in their life. And then this is, this is their avenue to kind of like release that, you know, and, um, it, it feels cool like being in a situation like that where you realize that it's not just you're not just offering a service or installing some jewelry like you're you're giving something to someone like you're giving energy to someone that they that they need you know and, and sometimes you get that energy back and it's it's cool having those connections but for me I don't feel like they're 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 all that often lately anymore you know I thought maybe earlier in my career it was a little bit more of that connection when people were there to get a body piercing, you know, and the jewelry was really the afterthought, you know, right. it was like, I'm just getting a piercing and I need to have this release and stuff, you know, and I feel like I see less and less of that lately. Yeah, uh, same here, obviously, we're living in a pretty similar uh, environment, you know, same country, so the mentality is uh, the same, uh, but um, I right away ask people, how long you been planning or how long you been waiting to mm -hmm. get this piercing done? And that answer would tell me, Yeah. Uh, either one, you like, Oh man, I've been wanting to do this for six months. I'm really like plan it up, and mm -hmm. I was waiting for the right time. So swelling is here, you know, all of this. And you know, you the other people that are like, oh, just I thought of it yesterday, yeah. but it was cute. I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, or I just need to get something done, mm -hmm. you know. And so there's a, a mix, you know, uh, personalities, and some of them come in with. I just want to do it because I, I want to get pierced. Mm. Or there's, they just need to feel something. And uh, they're not cutters or they're not, um, they're so, you know, they're nice to themselves, but they yeah. know they need to feel something. So mm. they, they do it the proper way, you know, so they're the most proper people, mm. not the ones that are going to go um, get into a fight in a, a bar or something just to feel alive. Because yeah. If somebody punch them in the face, you yeah. know, which I never understood that. But, um, I, I try my best to um, make sure that I invest time, even in that person that came in and said, oh, I'm just wanting my nose pierced because my neighbor got a piercing and she looks so cute. And, mm -hmm. you know, and you can tell, like, uh, either this person was jealous of how cute her neighbor looks and she wants to look like her, or it truly is, she got a good idea out of it and be like, oh, okay. But they're not in for the experience of the piercing. Mm -hmm. They're not in for the... Um, I call it the bridge, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, many years ago, I got this idea of uh, calling it the bridge, you know. I feel like in my head, I picture uh, two little cells in your brain of energy. And when the piercing, when the needle tr crosses the skin, you know, uh, uh, what the endorphins that you feel, kind of like they're like a little connection between those two um cells of energy in your brain and, and they like connect and once they touch whew, you became somebody new that moment that second the second that you put the needle through someone's nostril and um, that person had this uh, chemical reaction in their brain that just 
wow you know like something changed you know mm-hmm. almost like the matrix right remember when that guy he's put the thing in the back of his head yeah. got, like knew how to do I don't know karate I know kung fu, kung fu. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, maybe they didn't get they didn't learn kung fu in that one quarter of a second but something in them made them feel so much uh, a lot more confident about themselves for many reasons you know being able to lay down and have something super sharp go through your body and for you to lay there and control the fact that you're letting that happen Mm -hmm. that is close to jumping out jumping out out of an airplane you know because you know you're about to jump you know the needle's about to crash through you and you're still like I'm doing this I'm doing this and uh, I believe that that just puts you in such a good terms with your with yourself and you're just like I'm a fucking badass person and you walk out of this shop like tomorrow I got these decisions to take but I know I can do it you know and that it sounds funny like a little piercing made you confident and better but I believe it's true you know I've seen it happen I've seen it happen and you know what they say you know what you believe it becomes real you know so uh, I do truly like um, I had many clients. I mean, I will stay here and waste your entire day with stories, you know. But uh, I had like a f- girl that was getting her nipples pierced, and she was just like, "Oh my god, this is really nervous and really nervous." And I was like, "So why are you why are you doing it? If you're so nervous about it, just don't do it," you know. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like not good business for me. But I always try to take people out of getting pierced. <laughs> I, but, I think I'll, you know that's a, that's a sign of a good piercer, though. You know, is you want to make sure that the person is getting it for the right reasons and that right. it's healthy for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she was like, um, she seemed pretty like not experienced as a person, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I was like, how do I help this woman feel, calm down, and and and, and give her main reasons to get them to get the piercings done, mm-hmm. so she can be like, oh think of that you know so you know I told her I'm like today you get your nipples pierced you know but tomorrow your a new chapter starts in your head you know about yourself you know first you're gonna lay there and like I said earlier you're gonna be so amazing with yourself and convince yourself or or, or connect yourself and put yourself together enough to allow a needle to go through such a painful part of your body and when you get up you're gonna feel like I'm a strong fucking person and I can do this and I'm I did it. Oh my god, I can't believe I'm I can't believe I did it. So you start like liking yourself, love yourself because sometimes you look up to people that did things, you're like, I can't believe that person did that. That's awesome. You start thinking of them like that, that person's cool. Yeah. That person's now is you because you saw it happen and you actually lived it, you know? So so that's one. And the second is um you know, taking control of your body and 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 maybe if she had some type of, uh, um, you know, she feels self-conscious about the way her body looks mm-hmm. and decorating it, it's probably going to make her feel a lot better, you know? Yeah. So, um, I said to her, you know, when you get up tomorrow, when all this fat happens, passes, tomorrow, you're going to go to sleep tonight, wake up tomorrow, and I hope you shower like everybody else does. You're going to take a shower, you're going to walk out and look at the mirror, look at yourself, and you're going to feel beautiful. You know, so it went from, you're going to feel like a badass, like you just whoop 10 people's ass mm-hmm. and then stand there after the piercings. And then tomorrow, that feeling is going to be completely different. It's going to be like, I'm fucking hot. I'm beautiful. I'm pretty. I look nice. You know? Yeah. So all of that's going to be connected. And because of that, you're going to put your clothes on, you know, walk out the door of your house, go to your job, your school, whatever. And because you feel so confident, whoever passes in front of you, you're just going to smile because you're in a good mood because you look good because you feel good because of what you just did. Mm-hmm. Simple person did this. So this person, this girl is going to walk out the door and, you know, whoever passes in front of them, she's going to smile and have a good attitude and good positive energy towards society because she feels good about, good about herself. I did that, you know, like, so I almost, you know, say... I'm helping society be a better society by my job, which is awesome. I don't have to flip <laughs> burgers and I don't have to work at a factory. Right. I get to be artistic, uh, pay my bills, and help my neighbors, you know? So I feel like it's all connected. So 
Um, this is one of my, my main conversations I want to always have with piercers, you know. Do you do that? Do you feel that way? Because if you don't, start feeling that way. Yeah. It's a good thing, you yeah. know. And you'll start loving your job even more. That's a nice way to look know? at it, so, you know. Uh, and, and sometimes we all have those days where like, I hate this, I don't want to do this, I'm just going to hide in the back or can I be an architect now? Can mm-hmm. I go all the way? And um, that's not really common for me, you know. Yeah. I, I go without beers two, three days, and I start getting, like, anxious. Like, I need to go back to I, I always, as stressed as I can get running a business, I always love piercing. Like, the actual act of piercing and, like, working with a person and, and then seeing that. My favorite thing is when they look at it in the mirror and they get that, you know. Hello. Yeah, they get that, like, I love it. Like, and it's just, like, that's that's my favorite part of the day is, like, that one little second where they say that, you know, or they turn around with this big smile on their face and they're, like, it's exactly what I wanted. Like, I love that stuff, you know. And, um, you know, I, I had a, a client come in and she was just really quiet. She wanted to get piercings and we were in the room and she was still really quiet and, uh, you know, I, I walked her through everything and I thought that she was just, you know, she's not very connected to it. She just wants to get it and, and go about her way and uh, pierced her and then she went and she looked at the mirror and she turned around and she was just crying and I was like, oh my God, do you hate it? Like, do you, do you hate it? And then she just looked at me and she was like, uh, you know, I, I'm divorcing my husband and, you know, I, I've, I haven't felt sexy and, and felt connected, you know, and, and now that that's how I feel. And like, you know, and, and she just, she was crying and then we just hugged, you know, it was like this great, it was this great moment. And we're, we're still friends to this day now, you know, because we had that moment that we shared together and that's, you know, you can't take that away. I, I tell you one, something that I always, uh, not always, but a lot of times try to tell my clients, like if I had a fire pit in the back of my shop, so you can get your piercing done, get up and go dance and cry around the fire and feel human because that's probably what we used to do back in the times we live in, you know, outdoors and tribes and, and living in nature. Um, I wish I could do that. You know, I wish I had my fire in the back so you can go and, and, and scream and let out every steam you have in there holding for the last... 10 years, five years, whatever time, you know, you need to get it, let it out, you know. So um, I feel like the, the piercing is, is what it, it helps do that, you know. So, but I, I always picture myself uh, living in another, you know, time a couple thousand years ago, and I was living in a cave, mm-hmm. and I was a guy like cutting people and decorating their bodies and, and, and piercing them, and, I, and I'll be like, there's no money back there, but there is an exchange. Always has been, I hope, you know. So I like to think uh, little John came for me to pierce his septum. I say, okay, John, I'll see you in a month. But I want to know. I'll see you in a month. And in a month, you bring me, carve me a weapon, mm. bring me some meat, bring me some skin. That'll be my payment. And a month was not a big deal to wait. Why? Mm. Because patience is, 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 is the key of life you know so um, I kind of like try to do that here too with people you know people be like oh I got this two piercings from you can I get another one soon like, yeah soon, six months or so well, I can be here before that you know no just wait mm-hmm. and if they really want it they'll wait yeah and then that when that happens it, you, you know it's gonna be such a good pay you know and then you actually learn to slow down your life because you truly no matter how fast you go you're gonna end up in the same spot you know so yeah. um, I, I collect I try to connect all of these things mm-hmm. you know everything just going from that simple hello how you doing walking and, and and then I make a whole story behind it you know and I apply it to every client you know um, especially to the one young girl that came in for the piercing because the neighbor had it, you know. Sometimes I few a few co-workers have said like, oh, I don't want to pierce that girl because she's she doesn't care about the meaning of the piercing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, that's who needs it the most. That girl needs to get her nose pierced today and she just thought she was going to get a sparkly thing attached to her face. No, she has to go through pain you know, putting herself together to get it done and all of that process, 
getting it done. Maybe she had a bad experience because she didn't think it was gonna hurt that much, but she fuck it, she got it anyways. And now she's gonna be like, whoa, this is not what I was expecting, but I'm just, it opened up something new to it, you know? Or it depends on personalities, it could be trauma and mm-hmm. never get a fierce and never again, but it's not to be common. I don't see that, too, you know, yeah. so often. So now the the person that we thought that was not interested in shouldn't get it because they don't understand now they understand you mm-hmm. know so um maybe that is helping you know connect between the people um it's like having a twenty thousand dollar back piece tattooed and see a dude with a uh, back piece done in jail that cost so many packs of cigarettes you know and they're both one of them has an amazing piece of art the other one probably has an alright piece of art maybe not good at all both dudes felt the same pain mm-hmm. you know so they're connected yeah. in some way you know they're not uh, any different and, and they could be different obviously but they felt something that connects them you know the pain of sitting down there mm-hmm. laying for probably 10, 20, 30 hours who knows depends on the artist and all of that is connected to me you know all of these people are uh we become in such a large tribe, you mm-hmm. know. For what I see, everywhere you go, you look at people with kids with tattoos, and I mean, it's not like when we grew up as right. young. Yeah, you know? it's not it's not unusual now seeing people out in the world with a, a lot of tattoos and a lot of piercings. You know, you look at them and you're like, "Oh, that's cool. Well, you know, I like what you have." Yeah. So when you when you bring up connection. Uh, I don't know if you feel the same way, but I, I, I really like how over the last maybe 10 years, um, all the different like international scenes have been like kind of just coming together as just one big scene, you know? So there would be like the people that would make it to the APP conference, but then you knew that there would be, you know, piercers in uh, Mexico or Argentina or wherever in Europe and, you know, they'd have their own little scene there, but maybe weren't as connected but now I feel like everybody's starting to know each other everybody's starting to share information and go to each other's like events and conferences and, and studios and all that stuff so what kind of connection are, are you are you making with with people in other places because I, I know you brought up Alejandro mm-hmm. and and ideas for like classes and things like that so right. what's like your connection with people in in like other areas like what do you want to bring them or, or what do you want them to, to bring you well I feel like uh, like Arte or my good friend uh, Mauricio from Chile mm-hmm. uh, they understand that side of the piercing you know the, the, the what I'm talking about where it's not technical it's technicology and it's maybe you can say it in psychology you know mm-hmm. and and try to like uh, be bigger and, and understanding the person you know so I always say things like we should have a class in how to love each other's piercers, you know, because there's sadly a few of, uh, you know, colleagues that don't like each other because whatever reasons, you mm-hmm. know, and you shouldn't feel that way, you know, because what you do is so sacred. Mm-hmm. Uh, you shouldn't have any of that. No hate because you're dealing with such large thing and what, you know... Th- have a class where you can start telling people like learn how to accept your piercer neighbor you know maybe he does things differently than you but that's how he does things and doesn't matter what it is let the person be and accept them and when you start accepting people your life just gets better mm-hmm. and you stop noticing bad things and people because you're just accepting accepting you know and especially because we're doing such to me you know because it's my my life such a sacred thing is not like we you know we're contractors and you view houses different than I mm-hmm. do and I let the concrete wet longer than you do you know so this is more like we working with people mm-hmm. and the people getting pierced by you uh, they're one way or another taking your energy and you take them them taking them you know so do you really wanna disrespect this beautiful art form by just being like a sour person and hate that person because I'm better and that's never going to take you anywhere. So I noticed uh, many people wanting to talk about this, but don't because uh, the man box, probably, you know, they, I'm a man, I don't have no feelings, none of that stuff, you know, I'm tough, you know. So 
didn't want to bring it up didn't want to open up that way because mm-hmm. you can be told like that's some hippie shit bro or that's uh yeah that's silly you know what are you talking about you know what's yeah. funny is like i am i am both sides of that uh dynamic so uh like the way the way to explain it is is camp app you know so the the first year they had it i didn't go and i was thinking like you know i don't want to be out in the goddamn woods with everybody sitting around a campfire singing kumbaya and all that <laughs> stuff you know and then then i went and it was amazing you know i made all these connections with people like baron is a perfect example like i had never really hung out with baron and had conversations and stuff and then we hung out at camp and now we're like we're friends and like you know we hang out and talk and stuff and um it's it's just really cool when you can have those personal connections and i think you have to pull down that barrier of you know you're another piercer and your competition you know you have to see them as like you're a person and like you care about piercing you know you care about what you do and you care about your clients you know and coming here even for just the short amount of time that i've been here it seems like you have a really nice community around like the chicago area because um you know it wasn't like oh yeah i know there are some people around here but you know like fuck those guys you know it was like oh yeah this person pierces here and and then i cover their shop and they come and cover my shop and i go there and then like johnny comes over here and mm-hmm. chucks does this and i do that you know and it's just it's awesome uh, that everybody just sees it as like it's they're parts of a whole you know it's not like this is my shop and i want everything so like you know your shop has to like lose the battle you know it, everybody seems like they're working towards the same goal yeah, I hope so. I and I feel truly feel that way. Um, um, you know, doing this for so long, you you learn so many tricks and things. And when people ask me like, "What do you do?" I right away say, oh, "This is what I do." Uh, and that's it, it, some people be like, "Don't tell them. Like, mm-hmm. let them figure it out. You know, let them work for it." Or be like, "I have to share what I know." Yeah. So whoever is getting pierced by this person has a good experience so my industry can be looked at as a better industry than it used to be mm-hmm. you know so if I hold on to things uh, it's not really going to take me anywhere you know I might force them to even grow f- faster than me and I stay behind because mm-hmm. I think I know everything you know so which I've seen in many cases especially in like tattoo artists you know yeah. so what I want is pretty much what you're doing. You know, I want to thank you for freaking leaving your house, you know, and, and going across states to teach a class, you know, because, yeah, you know, you look cool because you know so much. But, I look so cool. But truly deep inside, I can see through you. You're like, you're like a true, like, master, you know, like teaching but you don't want to pick one person to teach everything. You want to spread it as fast as possible. It's kind of like exactly what I was talking about. And what benefit you get out of it? You know, they might pay you for a class. Your money is gone by tomorrow. Yeah. You know, because you got to go home and pay bills. But what is it that you really got out of it? You got to make a better industry. Mm-hmm. And thank you fucking much, you know, because without you, all these people that come and watch your peers... I mean, or the class, they'll probably be a little stuck behind six, eight months, maybe a year, and you just fast forward a whole year of uh, try and error, you know? Well, that's why the, the <laughs> class that I'm doing now, you know, I call it understanding and applying freehand piercing techniques because I was held back for so long in my career because I didn't understand it, you know? Like, I, I, you, can, you can mention it in a class and you could talk about it online and, oh yeah, this and that and this is how you do it, right? It makes sense, right? And be like, well, uh, no. It, you know, it, like, I need you to show me and I need you to explain it to me like one-on-one, you know? Or, or, or just try to like explain it in a different way because sometimes people, they think in their, their one way, you know? But you need to be able to take that information and simplify it to the point where it, it clicks and it makes sense for someone else. Like they can hear it and they can understand it, you know, or whether that's like showing them or having them do something silly, like, you know, pierce bananas, you know, or, or whatever. Um, and it, it's, it's awesome. Like I, you know, I'll admit, I do like getting a couple dollars here and there, you know, so it, I can travel and like do, do different things. But like my, my main reward for doing this is just seeing the, the light bulb go off over someone's head and they're like 
oh yeah and like they're, then they're doing it and it's like and then they send me like even people that just took the class yesterday they're already sending me messages being like oh yeah I'm gonna try this when I get home and I'm so excited and this is really cool you know and thanks for sharing this and it's like that's why I do it you know because people did that for me in my career and you know it's it's our obligation to, to do that for for other people yeah I, I mean I truly believe it's evolution you know we have to evolve you, you can never stop evolving developing and creating and uh, it goes back to when people dream of flying, you know, and nowadays there's airplanes in the sky 24-7, you know, and back then it was a dream. So what was probably a dream for a body modification artist in a cave, now it's such, you know, advanced technic technic technology and we have like super sharp needles and mm. back then like, what did they use thorns yeah. to pierce people you know statums and, you know, yeah we had statums yeah so um, it's the same thing just evolve you know and how do you how do you make this thing grow is by learning and educating you know everything cooking and building houses you know um, I'm sure that many buildings have gone down because they miss one little thing but guess what they figure it out mm. Many people got hepatitis because people piercing and reusing needles and not sterilizing those properly. And but guess what? That it's gone, you know. And I hope it's gone. No, no, no one should be reusing needles on different people and not even on the same person. So, but um, that's always my 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 biggest uh like I admire you know like you like my friend Rata, who goes through the entire South American, you know, and teaches classes all across a bunch of poor countries where when you come out with like proper way to do things, they laugh at you like, stop it, you're not in America. Mm. You're just like, yeah. you're not like, excuse right away. And that's, be that's because they're bad or mean or e idiots. That's because they're not educated properly, you know, and not alone about just piercing, they're not educated properly about anything in life, they don't get a proper education, so it, 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 they're fucking 200 years behind in mentality, you know, mm -hmm. I can never do that, when you're like, yeah, dude, you can do it, but sadly, it's still here, too, for me, in my opinion, uh, there's all these, you know, uh, I was born in Mexico, and I grew up in, like, truly semi-poorly way you know mm -hmm. and I didn't go to high school I just went to sixth grade as far as I went to school you know so uh, I'm over here working with implant grade titanium and nicest needles in the stanum and a shop that looks kind of cool and clean you know but then you go and heard of people coming in from the shop down the street and they tell you what they did and you're like what right yeah they grabbed the piece of jewelry from the case they put in a little liquid and then they pierced me with it and you're like who was it you know uh, some guy you know Michael something you know like yeah some white guy you know like so automatically I think oh this dude's an American dude he was born here like why is he doing such behind techniques like education is there it's in the tips of your fingers you know and you're holding a phone in your hand all day why are you still doing that I don't know how, how is it that they're not connected to you and, and came to take your class or well I, I think it's really just who who they were connected to initially you know because if, if you've had mentors and I've had mentors you know it's it's those people who kind of steer you in the right the right direction and say you know this is the right way this is the outdated way the wrong way whatever you know and um, some people just never have that helping hand, you know, or someone that says like, hey, you know, you can do that better, you know, have you seen this, you know, have you thought about, you know, have you read this, have you watched this video or whatever, you know, some people just never have that and what's even worse is sometimes they have a mentor that actively tells them like, oh, that's not important, like, you don't, you don't need to wash your hands, you don't need to change your gloves, yeah, I did too, but you know, and I, I was just like, no, that doesn't sound right, that yeah. doesn't sound right, I'm going to change my gloves, I'm going to wash my hands, you know, it's um, it's weird, you know. But so so you're in kind of a role now where you're a mentor to a lot of people, you know. Like when when I was at the the class yesterday, you know, everybody kind of says your name like in a certain way where they're just like, oh, Chucks, you know. Like people come in and they they take a class in in your studio, you know, and they they probably take inspiration from it and they say like, you know, wow, you know, look what 
look what Chucks has done. Look what you know, and then may, they maybe start to plan like maybe a couple of years down the road, I can do something like that. You know, I can open a studio and I can I can have these things and I can have this reputation and and make this environment. Yeah, uh, William yesterday he's like. One day I'm gonna open my shop, or you know, I'm planning that. I'm like, do it now, not one day. I say I should have done this five years ago, you know. And he's like, yeah, I'm planning on it. I'm like, make uh, make the plan quick, man, mm-hmm. make it happen, because you know, the quicker the better. You, he seemed like full of energy, and he wanted to do it. And he's looking around my shop, and he, he mentioned how how nice and pretty the shop was, like three times. And I'm like, I thanks, man. I heard you the first time, but at the same time, it's like I got me nervous. Like, damn, is did I, did I really did a good job? You know, I and I know I awesome didn't. Job. I know I, I know up to my eyes I didn't because I know I can see a million ways to make it. To better, your eyes, yeah, you but know? that's because you care enough that you you always want things to be. I, I don't know. I think that a lot of really good piercers. It's not just that they're good piercers. It's that they're the kind of person who. They always want to do everything a little bit better, you know, and they 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 hold themselves to a high standard, you know, and you can look at all like, in my opinion, the best piercers out there, and they're all that type of person. They're not like a who cares kind of person. They they always want to like do it to the like, why bother doing it if you're not going to do it to the best of your ability, you know? And Correct. it's cool to see you do that, you know, and it's cool to see the kind of studio that you made from it, you know, and like your displays and like the way everything is set up and your work areas and even just like the the attitude of it you know people people walk through the front door and it's not one of those like oh yeah have a seat we'll get right to you you know they're, they're right there at the counter and they're talking to you and they're talking to like Ismael and mm-hmm. everybody who's here and it's like it's this I don't know it's like a collaborative effort with the whole studio like really takes care of a person and it passes them through the process you know and it's it's a it's just a cool idea it's a cool layout I just want to you know I guess I want to make a store where um, I, I wish I walk into myself, mm. you know, mm. you know, and, and I'm lucky, dude. Everywhere I go, people are nice to me, and I always hear like, "Oh yeah, that place." They were like me, and I'm, uh, I never really get like bad attitude from employees from stores or whatever. For some reason, I don't know why. I think I'm just lucky like that. You know? I think it's because you constantly have a, a big smile on your face too. <laughs> that probably helps quite a bit. They don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I, I that's the reason, you know, I, I, it's, once again, it's, it's um, the place I want to be part of, you know, my society. So if I make a store that way, uh, whoever walks in will be, you know, just by walking, I want them to be like, smile right away, you know, and it's super often that people walk in and they just smile and look around. And that's like, yes, in my head, I'm like, it, it feels like I'm doing the right thing, you know, and uh, that makes me go home happy, you know. And sometimes when I turn the light off before I walk out the shop, I say, Bye, shop! Like, it's my friend, you know. Like, I treat her like a kid almost sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, it kind of is, you know. It's it's your baby in yeah, a way. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, even my young kid comes in here and he loves grabbing mints from the front and give them to clients. Clients are like, What? Sure, I'll take one. And he goes, mint. And he goes around sharing this mint to everybody. Super cute. <laughs> and, and, and then I'm telling clients, like, wait, if you don't want to just put it back in the game. <laughs> just take it, please. And um, it's, it's a family business, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a bunch of clients come in. And if he's here, if I'm uh, Odin's visiting me with his mom, People look at me like, Odin! And they know him by name. And I'm just like, who are you? And you know my kid's name. <laughs> That's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. So uh, it has to, definitely has to, somebody follows me on social media, you know, on my Instagram. And uh, it's funny because uh, Caitlin, his mom, gets like, do you know who that is? I'm like, no, but now I know, you know? Like, I didn't know them before, but now I know. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's so cute that they remember his name, you know? like thanks for doing that like somehow that kid has some magic to himself you know and people right away like know who he is or even people come in and get pierced they're like oh I saw that you have a nice a three year old he's so cute and I'm just like you were stalking my Instagram but that's what it's for you know well yeah yeah. and and they'll be like oh then you know don't take this weird but I I saw your kid it's so cute like I look at your Instagram like that's what it's for if not I'll make it 
private, you know. Yeah. yeah. So you know, so uh, the whole the whole thing is is um, I always want to express how happy I am to be alive. You mm-hmm. know, to be uh, an existing human that feels that has energy that has uh, luck. You know, that to be able to do what I do and and even if today with me and you were having a podcast about uh, growing vegetables or it's not even Pearson related I'll be as happy you know the same way you know I feel like uh, I was I was giving the right proper energy but somehow I ended up doing this and uh, when I was like 27 and it's exactly 10 years ago uh, I happened to take this beautiful chocolates that were filled with uh, what are they called psilocybin <laughs> you know <laughs> and <laughs> I you know it was it's kind of it was more of a party kind of feeling at the moment when it turned into a true extremely amazing spiritual uh, experience you know so I'm there laying in this bed and I'm just I left my body and went into a different planet and this planet felt so fucking good uh, it felt like the most beautiful feeling and the most beautiful place to be in and I was just uh, there and, and, and when I was there I'm like I know where I'm at I'm, I'm actually outside the, the planet earth or whatever and I'm where everything really happens or like where my subconscious lives or my you know the, the guy that is back there the one that's watching everything and this feels amazing you know so what happens I'm having like this renovation you know where I'm like meeting God right and I was like yes I see it you know it's right in front of me and uh, who was in front of me was myself it was just an image of myself and when I saw it, I just, I remember cracking up and laughing. I'm like, yeah, I knew this was it. You know, like I knew it for years, but this is like, I'm seeing it in real life. I and also I feel right. like I am God, but in a more egotistical way. Right. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I happened to right away, you know, like I want to know the purpose of my life. You know, humans go nuts thinking about and trying to figure out what their purpose is in life, you know? And I asked that question right away. Like, I know where I'm at, so I need, I need to know some things, you know? And the main thing, and the only thing I really want to know what's what's my purpose in order to make a, that person of me because guess what? My life is being consumed by time and my body will decay, eventually die. I like to know why I'm here for so I can do it. Can you please tell me? And I say... Yeah, I can tell you, but I'm not, I'm not going to detail it to you. I'm going to make you figure it out. So here's this image. And he sent me an image to my head of a pier, you know, uh, and the poles that hold the deck so you can walk and get into a boat. Mm-hmm. I was one of the poles. It's like, you're one of those. Like, what the fuck does this mean? So I got a quick thinking, and I'm like, oh, okay, I got it because of me and some type of support for people to get to one place to another. You're a bridge. I'm a bridge. You're a bridge. And I'm like, it makes sense. That's why I do piercing. That's why I connect. That's why people lay on the table. They got to listen to whatever the fuck I say because truly I sometimes just start talking out of my ass and people, either they love it or hate it. Most people love it, thank God. And I say, I must... this is just perfect. No wonder I do this, you know? So this is five years into piercing. So five years into piercing, I still didn't know that's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, I just loved it. I just never tell myself, this is my life, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. That moment was, this is it. This is why I do what I do. It was given to me five years ago before telling me why it was for. So I guess they were just training me, I guess, <laughs> you know? And uh, that's when... Um, Believe me or not, like the next year was extremely amazing, and from there on, it got better and better and better. And and I like to uh, 
to think to myself like I must learn other good technical ways because I gotta get the technical side of piercing right mm -hmm. you know proper needles techniques of how to pierce you know the uh, needle theory freaking gauges in order to make sure that uh, a, a navel piercing heals better at a 12 gauge than a 14 because we used to do 14 forever mm -hmm. and we don't understand why they always migrate to the side now I know why you know um, just you know the million things that we know you know uh, and so I get that side done in order to work on the spiritual side you know which you can call it spiritual you can call it psychological you can call it energy you can call it however you want it is what it is to me I don't want it, I don't like giving things names because a lot of the times it's just uh, it, it falls into like if you say it somebody else takes it a different way okay you know so if I say a, a religious experience mm -hmm. I'm thinking about tripping on mushrooms while somebody's like oh you sound like Jesus and yeah. no, <laughs> no not even close to that you know I was way far you know and in different dimensions so uh, I pretty much was told you know this is the purpose of your life and I, I took that and, and made it real even if it was just a hallucination that it was there at that moment I made it so real it works for me you know so uh after that same same uh, week, you know, you start looking around at people and the bus because I was in the city, grew up in the city, in the train, and you just think to themselves, they have one like me inside of them, and they can go after and see and talk to them. You're God too. You're special. You're amazing. So you start looking at everybody as every human being is the most beautiful thing ever because you are the most beautiful thing ever. You know, if you think you're the most beautiful thing ever, they are too because they're just you know human just like you. You know, so I think that's the key of uh, love and respect and, and, and it's all this great connection you know and and um, once again even if it wasn't piercing it was a different type of business uh, I'll still be the same way you know I'll be cooking thinking to myself whoever's gonna eat this is gonna have a good day today you know like so when you eventually open up old traditions grilled cheese the people are gonna love those grilled cheese yeah I have no idea there's so much recipes you know and I'm gonna do a bunch of gluten-free gluten <laughs> grilled cheese because you know you have to have options. That's great though. It's just it's it's refreshing to see someone so connected to it and so passionate about it, like that far into the career. Because I think a lot of people yes. they they lose it a little bit one year at a time, you know. And and to see yours kind of growing in a way, you know. And I see that, and that's why I I start to like think to myself, I don't want to ever to feel that way. Yeah, you know. I've lost it sometimes, you know, like there have been, there have been times where I'm just like, why am I, why am I doing this? Is it just because like, I don't have any other career and, you know, and then right. I'll, I'll have that moment with a client or, you know, a, another piercer or I, I go somewhere and I, I take a class or I talk to somebody and it wakes it back up for me, you know, and then there's another couple of months or another couple of years where it's just like, okay, this is what I'm meant to do, you know? And, um, I, I kind of feel the same way. Like, I feel like this is my, my purpose, you know, for however you want to explain it. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like this is my purpose. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, you don't have to tell me that. Like, <laughs> I can see it in you, you know, and I'm sure other people can see it. That's why they were, they were present to show you their respect and support, you know? So, um, I don't know. Uh, that's, that's my topic of, uh, I think, the, this podcast, you know, of speaking of, instead of talking about, like, you know, how do you do surface piercings, <laughs> which I love to talk about that, is that main uh, reason why um, Arte was telling me, go teach a class, and mm. and, uh, and I said, what class would I teach, dude? Like, everybody's already taking yeah. every topic that is possible. Love and body piercing. You know, uh, <laughs> Everything takes some mushrooms if you're interested. <laughs> All right. This is probably a good place to end it then. Okay. So uh, another time for the people listening, um, where's your studio? What's your social media? All that stuff. Studio Old Traditions is in South Elgin, Illinois, which is 45 minutes to an hour. depends on traffic from the city, Chicago. Um, we have a website. is alterationspearson.com and something I forgot I mentioned about the website and I have a biography mm -hmm. and this is it was done like 10 years ago and I remember 
telling the girl that wrote it for me because a friend of mine did say put there the 60% of the people that sit up from me doing the piercing look at the mirror and they say it looks like it's been there this whole time and I say probably more than 60% just put 60% mm-hmm. in there, you know and I feel like it's true and you probably ex- experience that too you know yeah I mean well that's that's part of that's a good skill for a piercer to have you know is you have the eye where you know where it's supposed to go you know it's not like well put it where I think it's supposed to go like you know where it's gonna go I don't know if you feel the same way but like when I'm marking like a, a nostril or whatever I can look and I can see, see the, the perfect yeah I can see you have the perfect spot for it it's meant to be here you know and that's why I don't know how you are, but it almost bothers me when a client looks in the mirror and then turn around and go, I don't, you know, shouldn't it be oh, in yeah, the I crease? The and it's like, no, 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 it should not be in the crease. It should be exactly where it is because that's where it's meant yes. to be on your face. Please yes. just trust me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, um, yeah, I'll finish with that. Uh, and uh, alterationspearson.com is our website and has um, a little bit a little biography about me which I love you know it could be do you tell the mushroom story I do not because (laughs) clients probably moms go and check out who's gonna go pierce their 17 year old daughter so you know people are they were taught to think of uh, psychedelics psychedelics is a bad thing which if you really dig into history it's been they've been using that for thousands of years and giving people the results of you know connection so um uh, we have a, a it's our old traditions you know it's Facebook old traditions uh, Instagram is old traditions body art if anybody wants to look it up and just look at what I do most likely most of the work there is mine except for the guest artists that come in and, and help me that I'm really grateful you know uh, Lou Kino Ismael uh, Kate has come um who else is here? Well, Arte, for sure. And and he came all the way from Mexico just to work a few days here. And he didn't cool. even come to work. He, he came to, like, hang out with me. And I said, you want to pierce a few days? And he did. And he was, like, blown away. Your clients love you, you know? Um, have you seen him sing? No, not yet. You have to see him sing. I will. It's amazing. And uh, my friend Derek, you know, and Derek says that all the time, too, like, your clients love you how do you do that and I'm like just myself also he's got magic himself and people love him so and that's the reason why we're friends you know that's the reason why he comes and helps me once a week here and just all these people are magical you know it's not just alterations because of me it's because of uh, I, I my job was to make alterations uh, put a magnet and bring people into this place you know piercers and people are like just all together come in because the magnet only attracts the magical amazing people you know and that's why you're standing here today (laughs) well i really appreciate you inviting me out thank you this is a great this is a great talk All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in again. I'm on my way to San Francisco. I'll try to grab some more interviews for you. I'll be back with something new next week, and I appreciate you listening. For more information about the show, visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like Piercing Wizard Podcast on Facebook. For more info about your host, visit precisionbodyarts.com or search Ryan PBA on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr. If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Music by Benny B. Blanco. Show copyright 2017, Precision Body Arts, LLC. All rights reserved.